0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrup, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's Zone, Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports. Wacky-ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, it's, uh, we're in an awkward spot here, but I, I gotta ask you, even though I can't really move my limbs, uh, how's it going, sir? Um, in what context? Context of... Um, not sort of generic, white guy, how's it going... <laughs> like we usually do, but maybe uh, literally. Like, how do you feel right now, given uh, where we're at? Talk about Atlanta sports. Uh, it's a twofold question. Or all these people in this room. I think it's all the people in the room and us being bound and nearly gagged by. Uh, oh, that's right. Right, ra- yes, by ravenous psychopath. Mark Andre. Mark Andre. <laughs> Atlanta's a super, super fan that. or psychopath. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, him with his uh, paper folding over there, you know. I, I tell him to shut the fuck up, but he's got a gun on me at the same time, so it's you know I better not. Uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of just standard. We're used to it at this point, right? Mark Andre does what Mark Andre does. Uh, Mark, how's it going over there, buddy? Good to see you again. It's been a couple months. Hi, guys. Thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really have a choice, but yeah. And we're we're also joined today by certified wine correspondent. One Cheryl Pounder, hello, ma'am. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I know it's, it's sort of, it might be weird being here. Uh,
1: it's Kind of an awkward situation. It is. You're not
0: bounder, gagged in any way, are you?
1: No, I'm, that's, I'm free to roam.
0: That's good. Okay. Actually, uh, Cheryl and I just coincidentally
2: shared a lift pool. Oh. On the way over here to this yeah. event, she had a insightful observation. About I did. Atlanta, I, I'm visiting Atlanta. Okay. I'm not
1: from around here, and I did see a, a billboard that was for Publix, an establishment that I know and love. <laughs> and they had a billboard that was advertising their Falcon's sub being back.
0: Wow.
1: I looked at the billboard and I said, well, that must be disappointing. Mm,
0: wow. Burn. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure the users are going to ask Miss Pounder. Um... What, how do you find your way onto it, uh, a podcast that's strictly about Atlanta professional sports?
1: Well, as Karen mentioned, I'm a certified wine correspondent, and I was asked to join tonight to later do a segment on pairing Atlanta sports moments, happy or sad, with a wine for you to consume while watching highlights or reruns. We won't have
0: any idea what she means, but we'll always be able to associate those wines in the future with tragic moments in the history of Atlanta sports. Just what we need to hear about right now. Of course. It's very appropriate. Yep. Should we jump okay. into it? Let's do it. Yeah, very appropriate considering the Falcons' brutal... Uh, what the hell? I don't even remember the score. Uh, uh, I know he's got the paper the over AJC there. AJC right here?
2: Oh, yeah, 22... Second heartbreaker.
0: Yeah, 22-19 Cowboys uh, beat the Falcons yesterday. It was the fourth game the Falcons have lost on the last play of the season this year. Uh, just continues another... Horrific trend, trend, and for all intents and purposes, has ended the season for the Falcons at four and six. Inconceivable now to seem like well, we. A might... lot of people are out there talking about how the Packers did it last year, Graham. They to, went six and zero down the. I don't want to hear that shit. If, if I if I could jump in and put an
2: optimistic spin on this, it's also it could have been the seventh game the Falcons lost in the last minute.
0: Explain, yes.
2: The box when Jameis Winston did the the fumble rusey hmm. and they could have scored. Yep, that could have been one. Carolina had a potential last minute win, but they dropped it, Yep. and there was one other.
0: So we're just mediocre across the board. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh,
2: could be 1-7. Or 1-9, whatever that adds up to.
0: Wine? Sommelier? Sommelier.
2: Uh, pairing for
1: this this last game that we had? Well, yeah. just
0: the math, the basic arithmetic.
1: Oh, basic arithmetic, yeah. It uh, doesn't seem strong over there for Marc-Andre. He was not so sure about himself. I think he got there eventually, but it took a little adding. You know, I don't know how they do things in Canada, but
0: it was uh, it was a defensive struggle yesterday, friends. Um, And it was ugly. I mean, ugly all around in terms of the offensive performance. I mean, the defense kind of hung in there, but I don't know. It it was just one of those really boring ass games, especially in the third quarter. That one big Cowboys driver. I think they finally got the touchdown. It was like the ball to see Kelly for four yards every play, every play, every play. And um, they just wore the defense out by the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, Vic got in there, got a couple sacks. We had a couple moments where something could have happened, but of course we didn't get the big turnover, and they got the big turnover with uh, Calvin Ridley. That's two games he's lost for us now, by the way. That one, and refresh my memory. Your your boy, Calvin Ridley? My boy, Calvin Ridley. What was the other game? Um, You can't ask me questions like that, Graham, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> you say that and I can't ask you questions like that? Yeah. You know, we knew kind of this game, stopping Zeke Elliott was going to be a big part of giving us a chance to win the game. He didn't do that. 23 carries for 122 yards and a score. Average five, a little over five yards a carry. Um, particularly in the second half. I mean, he was just unstoppable. He only busts like one really big run, but... It was like uh, we just had no answer for him. I don't know why we didn't stack the, 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 the box in terms of putting seven or eight guys up there. And I also don't know why we kept dropping you know, eight men back and only rushing three when sure. during obvious passing situations. Well, uh, yeah, Dan Quinn, a lot of people question him today and his general coaching ability. Yep.
1: His timeout calling ability.
0: Yes. Wine correspondent.
1: I watched the game. Christian I was, there. Pounder. Christian I, was Pounder. I was sipping on a nice Riesling and eating some spicy chicken wings.
0: Yeah, Um Yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. That timeout was bullshit. Why do you want to give Dallas extra time to march down the field? It's almost like playing it in their hands. You just, I, I, I really don't understand. You
2: know, I actually I have a quote yeah. from him about yeah. that. Yeah, please. He said Oh, I got it right here. Quinn. Actually I got uh you want that Ryan? Response to that timeout as well? Police. Oh, actually, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Ryan said, I felt like our defense was going to get the stop and we'd have the opportunity. Are you kidding? He's just covering for Quinn, Quinn said, we were going in with the mindset. We're going to stop it and give our offense a
0: chance.
1: I think bottom line here, guys, is that the uh, Falcons defense should be able to make a stop. Third and five with the game on the line. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd like to thank that, but you also have to know your team and that there was no chance in hell that that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah we've, 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 perspective. we've lost every single game because of our defense not being able to get the big stop. at the, right, end of the game. so what makes you think they're going to do it now? Particularly after they just, you know, the last two drives, I believe, um, or last two scoring drives happened back-to-back. Really long drive for Dallas, and they get the ball off the turnover. And then they score. And then they score quickly right after that. I mean it was back to back scores. They're on the field for like eight or nine minutes. And they were just they were they were done at that point. They were done. So I was like, why do you think with this the big time possession advantage that Dallas had at that point that there was any chance they'd stop. Plus him? Matt Ryan really needs like forty seconds to get a field, in field goal range.
2: I also don't think that makes any sense because you're implying implying that Matt Ryan is gonna get something done in the clutch.
0: He does. They don't so, call him
2: Marty Sludge for nothing.
0: No one calls him that except you and your jerk-off friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think we know each other that well.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, frustrating game all around. Yeah, um, Julio had a... had a. Was before, uh, before
2: we go big, big picture, while okay. we're still focusing on the last-minute shenanigans, sure. I'd like to point out that host Graham here Or was it host? I think it was host Adam. One of you within one second of Julio making that catch said, too much time on the clock. Oh yeah, in all joy oh, yeah. sucked out of the yeah. room right? Right. right after the Julio You're touchdown I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take credit for that yeah no that was you because
0: I was caught up in the moment too I was like holy shit another Julio <laughs> touchdown
2: 750 milliseconds of excitement <laughs> yeah and then we realized he's right. right there's no chance the Falcons hold on the energy the was
0: sucked out of the room at that point I apologize guys um, no it's very it's not well your. Said. yeah it's not <laughs> your that, fault that's how
2: all Atlanta sports fans should think
0: that just shows how true to Atlanta you really are mhm I'm just always waiting for the inevitable. Right, rap. the other shoe to drop. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think even correspondent Alexa, who was watching the Ravens game on her laptop at that point, felt brought down by that moment.
2: Yes. She's also real. She picked her head up from the laptop. She saw the clock. She said, yep, yep Cowboys win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Went back to the Ravens game. Yeah. It, I mean, these last-minute losses are absurd. It really is getting... I mean, it's beyond We I mean, just don't know how to close. That's It's beyond the frustrating. There has been a lot of yeah, and so this comes back to, to to Dan Quinn. I mean, not completely, but I just want to talk about him for a second. In terms of I'm sure you do. Well, just in terms of you know, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter from a lot of fans. I, I was on Twitter last night looking through various things. Um, you were you were uh, a healthy way to spend your your Sunday night. You were rage tweeting. I wasn't. I didn't rage tweet at all. Um, rage reading. Rage reading. Uh, just because I feel like if I tweet something angry then it's going to come back and bite me in the ass or might say something then somebody you know think before you you get on that silly ass social yeah, media we, we could certainly not handle that bad press Graham. if you were to offend someone on the internet god forbid <laughs> I don't even know who our PR person is at this point we fired it might have been intern Katie but she got fired, yeah, she was fired. for yeah. lack of hustle yeah we mm-hmm. fired pretty much anyone and everyone yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't really have the ability to fire Mark andre though yeah um <laughs> So this is an interesting stat I came across. Uh, The Falcons only blew three fourth-quarter leads in Mike Smith's first four seasons from 2008 to 2011. The Falcons have blown 12 fourth-quarter leads in Dan Quinn's first four seasons, 2015 to 2018. Um, Wait, start over. I wasn't paying attention at all. (laughs) (laughs) So the Falcons only blew three fourth-quarter leads in Mike Smith's first four seasons from 2008 to 2011. The Falcons have blown 12 fourth-quarter leads mm. in Dan Quinn's first four seasons, 2015 to 2018. Well, that's interesting.
2: How, how many fourth-quarter leads did they have in each
0: coach's respective I have no, first four seasons? I have no idea. I, you know, I would be able to check my phone for that if you hadn't bound me to this chair. But, you know. It could be I'm worse.
1: In. It could be the Chargers, who in their 2017 season, I be- believe, blew 10 fourth-quarter leads.
0: Jesus. It was literally the difference between being... And 11, In one man. season? In one season. Christ.
1: yeah.
0: That's insane. Yeah, I don't know what that says about it. I mean, obviously it says, what's well, it's Smitty. I don't remember those defenses being that stout under No, 20. they weren't very good. And it's not like the Falcons have had a stout defense really under Dan Quinn. I mean, all the, the defense finally got – last year was the first year of the defense was you know, a respectable top ten defense. Every other year they've been middling to shit. So, I mean, he inherited Paul Worlow and all that. You know, that, that crew. Let, let's
2: be realistic. We we all know it doesn't matter how much talent you have, you could have the all star of NFL defenses on that field yesterday. Cowboys are gonna win the game. They're gonna hit a last second field goal.
0: Unless we got like one pick. No, that's all it may, takes.
2: Maybe there's an earthquake while they're trying to kick the field goal and they miss, they're gonna make make the field goal. That's what a lot of defenses do. Like it doesn't matter who's coaching, it doesn't matter who's the defensive coordinator, they're gonna rush two, maybe three guys, they're going to play prevent (laughs) defense, they're going to do dump passes, they're going to pick up 18 yards each time, and they're going to kick a field goal at the last second.
0: That's pretty accurate. I can't can't argue with that
2: one. Uh, Mark Andre, you've been... You're on point today. This (laughs) AJC sports section is splendid. It it does (laughs) help to
0: have the the paper from the actual city that you're discussing instead of the San Diego sports paper. Uh, Actually, you bring up something interesting, Mark, uh, with... Talking about no matter what big stars on defense, et cetera. A big star is missing from the defense yesterday. It may have been eligible to play in Deion Jones. The decision was made not to put him in the game because they didn't feel like he was quite at hundred percent. But you gotta ask yourself, you know, this and in, in retrospect. And I asked myself this going into the game, was it was like, your season's pretty much on the line here. Not pretty much it is. And if your best defensive player has a chance to return, potentially to help save your season, don't you? Take that chance. Um, well, one of the uh, Falcoholic guys was talking about Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. I think he's very overrated. Continue. <laughs> Just wanted to see your your reaction to that. No, I'm, you know, I'm willing to listen like to Deion. Ha- he has his games where he dominates, like, yeah, with the Saints last year, but consistently across the board, I'd say the first half of last season he was very underwhelming, and then pretty much the last eight games of the year he was lights out.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I just, um, I just
0: don't see him coming back from that foot injury and immediately making a huge impact. Maybe not, but I mean, yeah, I, th- I mean, but he would certainly improve your defense. He's much better than Duke Riley. He's much better than Foyer. He's the best linebacker we have. So, I mean, if he – but they're also saying, you know, we want Deion here for the long haul. We don't want to jeopardize his future. We don't want to injure him further. But yeah. it sort of also makes you ask yourself, it's like if there's – and that, that, that says more to me that they have – that is true, certainly, but it also says to me that they have no faith in this team to do anything. Because if they did,
2: they Maybe might have thrown so. him out
0: there. Well, what, I, mean, I guess what will tell for sure is if he plays against the Saints on Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to do that now. I mean, are you kidding me?
1: I, I mean, think that's a good point. The I think se- they value yeah. next season potentially, or seasons in the future, right. over the season where they feel like they're.
0: Yeah, not we, but, but we, we if we win that Dallas game, like we we're we have a chance. Sure, sure. But now we have zero, zero to lose. So I don't think there's, any, having, having there's one no reason to
2: player on yeah. the field. Is not going to make.
0: It, I think it would. If you get that big pick? It's not even just a big pick, but it's just the communication. Like, Deion Jones is so instrumental in the way that the defense communicates with each other. And he's going to be a hell of a lot better at making open field tackles than anyone on that field. But also, keep in mind, 22 points from our defense is pretty decent. No it, Offense only putting up 19. The thing is, is Dallas is so one-dimensional on offense. And the only thing they can do is get the ball to Zeke Elliott. And we couldn't contain him yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he didn't have the big run until the end of the game, but he was constantly involved. He had so many touches, as, as Mark aptly put uh, previously, and it was like we couldn't do anything this time. It wasn't like Dak was out there. Aptly red from the box score. <laughs> right. It wasn't like Dak's out there slinging arrows or anything, or a, a receiver went off. Like Amari Cooper was out with three catchers for 30 da- yards or something Dak like Press that. Dak Prescott, 22 for
2: 32, 208 yards. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was. No interceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't do, any, do him any favors by not getting any pressure minus the Vic Beasley sacks. But uh, which which, pretty much what I'm trying to say is is that I agree with you in the sense that, yeah, the offense um, the offense kind of let us down. But Dallas has been pretty good defensively all year. I mean, they, they were destroying our offensive line. They were in Matt's face all day, held Matt to a rather pedestrian game, especially for him this year. Oh, that would be
2: 24 for 34, 291 yards, one interception, nope, one touchdown and one interception. Score only shows one number.
0: <laughs> Conversely, Cam Newton
2: threw for 357 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, they lost the game.
0: Their team lost too. Yeah. And he f- he failed miserably with a chance to, because he has no ability. He had a chance to, to win the game at the end. Flubbed pass. it. Yeah. Six and four though. Well, ain't doing shit. The Saints are going to win the NFC, which sickens me. Um, I mean, there's there's yeah. literally. Getting back to the original point of the discussion, there's no point in playing Deion Jones against the Saints on Thanksgiving night. Absolutely no, zero point. It'd be crazy. I would hold him out the rest of the year and say, just take it easy, practice if you want, but you ain't playing. No reason to risk it further injury going at this point. Um, it's going to be tough watching that game. You gotta watch it night. though. Oh, you have to watch it. You yeah. can't. You can't be a fair weather little fool.
1: Well, at that point, you've had a lot of turkey, some liquor, a few toddies. Mm,
0: yeah, maybe you can feign sleep. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, there's a, uh, I feel like I'm going to be Jack Nicholson in The Shining when he first started to lose his mind. He's just staring out the window, smiling, but he's, like, kind of disturbed and crazy. That's just going to be me watching that game. Like, Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I feel like you've lost your mind a long time ago, Junior. That's fair, but... Time
2: for a Graham sports therapy segment?
0: Uh, he's doing all right. I don't know. I mean, you... (laughs) Like, you like, did a good job composing your anger on yes Sunday. Did. Yeah, no, I, I think I you had to. You did
1: come back to win the World Series of Can Jam. Yes,
0: I did, which is very fair. With with one uh, Cheryl Pounder mm-hmm, defeated mm-hmm. Uh, some losers. Well, it's Falcons' wise. Is there even talk about? Uh, there's not a kicker controversy. Matt Bryant came back and was daggers, but it doesn't matter. The season's over. You can say he was good, but uh, interesting question to pose. Do you keep Tavecchio on your roster because Matt Bryant's about to be forty-four? I don't I'll think I don't think comes, I'll think, I'll comes
1: he, in the game and kicks the ball.
0: Yeah, I don't he, think he could
1: be fifty.
0: Yeah, Vinatieri's still kicking. He's been kicking since ninety-six. But Bryant got hurt That's from true. kicking a long field goal two weeks ago.
1: And maybe he just needs to stretch a little more. He's, He's gets, fine. Get into some He's yoga. fine. He's the great. Right. You
0: know what? He's you. You you give him some freaking I, credit. I, I'm not. Th- I, I do. I love. I love the man. But he's. You were talking. He's you're you're talking there. all about like oh, just stick with Georgio. Oh, if Matt Bryant misses one kick, you gotta think he's done. Bow, bow, bow. You were being a little a little downtrodden. On there, was one a, falcon, there, there was there was one p- falcon you cannot criticize. There was a point in the game where we punted instead of kicking like a 53 yard field goal. Yeah, we should have probably kicked him. That's Dan And that's older. and that's because he's worried about Matt Bryant. He didn't seem to be I mean, worried too. about him when he was kicking 50-yard field goals the rest of the game. Vinatieri is only 45. Same age. He's been kicking since 96. so my I, I think you keep Matt Bryant, Tavecchio, whatever. No, I'm, I'm saying you keep Matt Bryant, obviously. You can't carry Wait. two kickers. You can. You can, but it's silly. Get, do, you, do we really need our fourth running back? I'd rather have a fourth running back and a second kicker. Second kicker is ludicrous, Adam. Ludicrous. It's not that ludicrous. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You're Why is here... it not? Because Matt Bryant could get hurt again. All right. And we might need a new kicker next year. You don't need a new kicker. We just signed him in on a three-year contract. He's going to be here kicking for the next three years.
2: i just let him punt the ball or
0: something. That's not how that works. I think um, I think it's an irrelevant conversation. Last thing I want to talk about with the Falcons you is... Can't, nah, you can't just be the one to claim whether a conversation is irrelevant or not. I can state whatever I want to. There's no fucking rules to this thing. marc Andre's certified proof of that. I had up- Cheryl Pounder, for Christ's sake. What do you want? The, 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 it's all irrelevant. You can't just say by one conversation about actual Falcons players is I just irrelevant. don't see how you can say that we can... I'm not the only carry. person saying it. We can carry two kickers. Well, else saying. They carry two kickers this week. Yeah, because they wanted to see how Matt was doing. Now he's fine. It, it, we weren't missing that fourth running back. I don't know. I understand that this is stupid, but... No, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I get it because it's a good insurance policy, but I just don't feel like it's warranted. I really don't. Okay. You can go pick up a kicker off the street, and at this point, you really don't need it because who cares? The season's over. We'll move on. I, think, I have another Falcons point I'd yeah, like
2: to make. Sure. We talk a lot about how it's ridiculous that no matter who you have playing, the Falcons always play a prevent defense and give up a last-second win, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what you guys have, to this point, completely overlooked was the, preview, the first of the last two offensive drives, the second-to-last offensive drives, yeah. the Falcons get inside the 10, they've got a fourth and two. Yeah. Dan Quinn, maybe Dan Quinn wanted to go for it, and Matt Ryan said, "No, I don't want to go for it." <laughs> One way or the other, the Falcons end up kicking a field goal on fourth and two from the eight. Offense finishes the job there; they score a touchdown. The Cowboys can't kick a field goal to tie it. That's very true. Hard to win. Hard
0: to win. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Would you have made no. that? Would you have made that decision? What decision you would have
2: made? We were watching the game together, and I said, "Go for it."
0: Okay. I still think it's the right move because.
2: Well, considering what the defense has been through, well, in hindsight we all know it was the wrong move. So you, that's yeah, considering what the
1: well, defense, there's no saying the offense would have converted.
2: Well, sure, but we know this didn't work. Right. So at least the other <laughs> thing, no, kind of a that, chance
0: That's aren't. that's fair. I I I kind of wanted them to go for it, but I, I have my my confidence, and I think one reason they didn't go for it uh, is one, it's a strategic football move, coach coach move to to do that, but two the The red zone offense hasn't been very good the last couple of weeks, so I think there was a lot of trepidation uh, coming from from that standpoint as well. Well, also the min, the move worked out because we tied the game up. The move
2: didn't work out because the Cowboys win. But yeah, but if, if we if we
0: don't convert, then the game's over right, right. there. But I mean, the game the game's over either way. It's but you could you, you could go either way on this, regardless of because you know obviously in the moment you're not conceiving what the final score is going to be but you know you're trying to tie the but wait, game I, the moment. It was I know no, I'm just trying to think about it from Dan oh, perspective. 2020 hindsight on that one yeah but I think
1: if you can't trust your defense to make a stop with the game on the line on third and five you Didn't should go bad. for it on fourth and two
0: I would agree I think, I think the it was a fair point yeah and blind I don't think you could at that point because they were run down they were blind correspondent they, they were totally run down at that point so I mean I would agree I would rather have them have gone for it. if they don't get it so be it we might be here killing them for going for it, but at least we would have put ourselves in a better chance to win, potentially, even though there is more risk associated with that. So. to play bill's advocate. We all know
2: that even if they had scored a touchdown there, the Cowboys just would have scored a touchdown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is an Atlanta sports. It's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Either well, way, that, that is a lot harder. Yeah. Either way, you're screwed. Um, last, last thing I want to touch on with the Falcons is Dan Quinn. Have We uh, already touched on that? We, we did, but I just want to say... <laughs> so I just want to say, long-term, long, long term, what do you think? Is, is he still your guy? Yeah. I would say so, too. He's got to get a little better at coaching in-game, though. That's that's the problem I have. Like, I can't... Like, there's a lot of fans who are giving him so much shit, and I can't give him as much shit as they are just because everyone keeps saying the injuries are an excuse, but it's like, you look at it on both sides of the ball. We've been destroyed. Well, that- offensive line losing two starters you're starting running back it, it's really not an excuse at this Safeties. point though. for a couple of those but, games yes but we've lost so many games we should have won that's true but I'm just saying it's like if we had those guys or at least even just a couple of those guys we probably don't lose yeah as many but games that's, as we that's the NFL everyone's got
2: injuries I know but this has been
0: ridiculous the amount of injuries we've had so I'm just no, saying no
2: Adam it's completely on Adam's side here if I may jump in on your podcast for a second here, I was please. reading this uh, Mark Bradley article here Mark DJC, Bradley this morning and I got to some point where you tried to write the season off like they had a bunch of injuries on the defense. Nobody knew this was gonna happen. Therefore it is what it is. And that's ridiculous. Four and six losses. I wanna say at least four of those six losses, the offense had the ball and a lead with less than seven minutes to go, did not close the game. They but, ended up punting. But, you either score a touchdown or you run the clock out.
0: I mean, that's you, awesome don't, you don't need the defense to do that. You just, need, you just need to win the game. No, but the the defense is also giving up 35-plus points a game in a lot of these <laughs> that's losses.
2: Sure, that's sure, but if you had a good offense... It is a good offense. It's one win. of the best offenses in the league Yeah, they year. can put up good stats, but if you have the ball that's less than seven minutes in a one-score lead, put the game away. Seven minutes? That's a lot of time, Mark andre <laughs> A Peyton Manning offense is not going to punt the ball with less Peyton than seven Manning. minutes in a one-score okay.
0: game. Yeah, let's let's pull a Hall of Fame quarterback, quarterback out here. It's relevant. That, that reminds me of... <laughs> so. Mark Andre here is making a lot of rational points, surprisingly. Um, but then he throws something like that out there and that's like very relevant. completely squashes his argument. If you, if, if, if you argument.
2: have the ball with less than seven minutes to go, win the game.
0: Well, yeah, that's the idea. But it doesn't always work out like that. It's a different NFL now. Right. Um, Anyways, but I, was, but, yeah, I was getting in a uh, text argument with... uh going to quickly jump to the Braves where... Um, talking about there was a rumor out there for like half a second today that the Braves were going to get Bryce Harper. Mm. That they were in the running for it. It's gone. And then Dave O'Brien, like four minutes later, was like, oh, now my other source is telling me the Braves are absolutely not in the running. Yeah, he made himself look kind of silly with that today. Yeah, but anyway, but I I tell Jacob, I, I was like, I'd totally be up for getting Bryce Harper. That'd be amazing. And then Jacob's just throwing out all these stats on me. He's like, he had a 1.3 war last year. Yeah, which is pretty terrible. Like, he's got 23 war over the past, like, seven years compared to Mike Trout with 100. Yeah, Mike Trout's much better than that. And it's Mike like, you, you can't give a guy a 10-year contract. Like, look at, like, it, Griffey and A-Rod and Pujols. It's, it all bombed out for all of them. Yeah, that was a great point. So, like, he's making all these great points, but he's like, but let's be honest, I, I just want to have Ichiro on our team. Ichiro, <laughs> shit. <I was> like, <laughs> Jacob. Retired Ichiro. You, <laughs> you doing... still playing baseball? You were... no, no, he's not. Okay. Yeah, he just, he okay. retired this year. It's like, you're no. doing so well, Jacob. <laughs> no. I just love Ichiro. Whatever. Yeah, to but be that fair that for it's...
1: Bryce Harper, I think signing a 10-year contract with Atlanta would be definitely the end of his career.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he, mm. like, tears ACL, come back, do well for 40 <laughs> games, and then tears a- other I ACL. just
1: Historically speaking, you know, it's...
0: Yeah. I, th- I think, um, yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, to go back to your point, it is frustrating, Mark and Andre, that there have been times the offense hasn't closed games this year. But, I mean, I still got to chuck a lot of this up to injuries, but I do agree that Dan Quinn has to get better in in-game coaching, and it kind of concerns me that I don't think when it comes down to it, he's a great rah-rah guy, he's a great team guy, great chemistry, whatever, and he has a good defensive mind. But that the overall package to being a, a head coach in the league. I think there's still some things missing, and I think if he was going to, you know, sort of, there are some things missing, and if he was going to be able to, you know, enact the things that are missing, he would have done it by now. I think those things are just never going to – it's like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been a damn a horrible in-game coach his whole life. He you know, he's the quarterback whisper. He's got a severe detriment that's prevented him from winning anything of note, uh, winning a Super Bowl. And I, I fear that Dan Quinn's kind of the same way. I don't believe in just jumping shit from a coach after – I'm not going to jump three, shit. I'm just though. saying I'm thinking about – I mean, like, you've got to say he's had a lot of success since coming here. Yeah, he's he won an NFC championship, he's won three playoff games, um, obviously he blew, you know, the biggest lead, you know, it was the worst loss it did, ever, but I mean, but we were there, but we were there, and you can't just give up on him, especially considering the injuries this year, so I think people need to temper their, their hatred a little bit, but also I think it is still fair to criticize the things he's come up short on that he can control, which is the in-game clock management especially. I guess that's that's it for the Falcons. Next game against the Saints, we're going to get our brains beaten in. I predict we lose by at least 20 points.
1: That seems fair.
0: Yeah, like they are unstoppable. You watched them yesterday. No, I, I, yeah. I, I really don't know. Like I, I, That's probably the
2: way it goes, but typical Atlanta sports, we hang on and then Drew Brees breaks two tackles. At the last second Yeah It could go either way
0: Yeah it, it maybe it's going to be closer than that This game's always historically close But the Saints are just on such a roll right now That I just I don't foresee no. them Losing this game no, Or even def- coming close def- to def- def- No but it, it could just, be just it close It's just a matter of yeah. the
2: Falcons get out to a hot start And blow it at the end Or the Saints just
0: Steamroll us Yeah yeah, yeah. It's pretty much going to be one or the other I mean That's the debate No one can touch them right now At all So Yeah yep. it'll be a depressing Thanksgiving night Falcons fans everywhere. At least we don't have to worry about like there being like a lot of playoff implications here. I mean, this really kills. you. Like this officially officially ends the season if you lose the game against the Saints. But the season's like they could pull a Redskins and win it and give us a glimmer of hope and then lose to the Ravens. Right. Something like that. Like I think we've seen what this team is. This team ain't a and playoff team. Right. And that's that. Um. Cheryl Pounder, certified wine correspondent. Yes. Please. We, we, have, we have no Braves, Hawks coverage. Well, um, we, can,
2: we, can do, we can do the wine pairing segment first. Yeah, it would be a good palate cleanser.
0: <laughs> Certified wine correspondent, Cheryl Pounder. Uh, please uh, tell us again how your segment will work out.
1: Well, the gentlemen here of Atlanta Zone are going to give me an Atlanta sports moment, and I will pair a wine with it, whether that is a happy moment or a sad moment. Or, Mostly sad, you know the. So we don't Super have to Bowl go. Moments. We don't have to go
0: s- straight negative.
1: No, no, you don't have to go straight negative. Okay. You can go. There's, you know, there's wine for every occasion. Sure, so just lay it on me. I'll gotcha.
0: I'll... Okay. All right. So apparently Mark Andre has a couple of uh, scenarios that comes to his mind. So, kick it off, sir. NLDS elimination game. Brooks Connery
2: makes four errors. Giants win.
0: 2010. We were one strike away from. Winning the game, we would have had a two-one series lead if we had won that game.
2: So what
1: I'm hearing here is that this uh, this moment in Atlanta sports history was quite disappointing.
0: Yeah, it was (coughs) as Bobby Cox's last season. We actually had a chance to win the series and go to the NLCS potentially. It's a good team. Um, It was a team that was decimated by injuries, decimated, Um, and obliterated, and okay, obliterated whatever you want to say. Uh, Chipper was out for the year. Prado was out for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had come back with a two-run pitch hit home run by Eric Kensky to take a 2-1 lead. It was the bottom of the ninth. There was, we were like one strike away, and then all hell broke loose. Okay, okay. Got it. So it was, it was sad.
1: It was sad, yes. Yeah, incredibly mo- sad. Disappointing, sad.
0: Heartbreaking. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. So I'm going to go with a a vintage Bordeaux for this, because... Mm. They're very expensive. You have a lot of high expectations. You finally open this wine, take a sip, and it's corked. wine is bad. You can taste some kind of funky mold in the wine, but... Can
0: you get your money back for that?
1: There are no health defects that result from drinking corked wine, so it'll still get you drunk.
0: But a sad drunk. That's Mm -hmm.
1: sad. A sad drunk. I think
0: that's apropos for almost every Atlanta sports moment using big words now because we're doing a wine segment. Sorry, I have a decent vocabulary. class it up a
1: little bit. Okay. All right, next.
0: I like that. 2004
2: NLDS, game two. Braves lose game one, must win game two effectively before they go back to Houston. For call, convicted of a DUI recently, judge has given him an exception where he can... Delay his sentence until after the season's over. Seems corrupt. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Season on the line effectively. John Smoltz comes in, pitches scoreless eighth, ninth, tenth inning. Ray King comes in, pitches a scoreless top of the eleventh. Game still tied. Two strikes, two outs for call. Smacks a fastball into the right field bleachers. Braves win. For call stays out of jail.
1: All right, so this is a, a happy occasion. Yes. For the Braves and for Call, who no longer has to go to jail immediately, I'm, I'm guessing. Right. Uh, for Call, I believe, is from the Dominican Republic, that is not really a wine region, as far as I know. So I'm going to go take it back to the motherland and go with a Spanish Cava. Basically, Spain's version of Champagne. It's not from oh. the Champagne region of France, so you can't call it Champagne. That's a law. So Cava is. Quite delightful. It's usually dry, not too sweet. It's perfect for celebrating special occasions. It's usually not too expensive, not so much as champagne, much like for Call, who signed his original contract with the Braves in 1996 for $5,000. And it uh, seems appropriate for celebrating this occasion.
0: God damn. I think we have a first on this show, Greg. we have a new official uh, co host dropping knowledge like that. Well the f- the first is research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a very foreign concept. To Preparation. You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, next moment. Nineteen ninety one World Series game seven. Braves lose and extra innings win. Gotta
2: jump straight to the me. extra innings. We can't we talk we can't talk about John Smoltz's splendid start.
0: John Smoltz had a very gutsy start. What he pitched, like ten innings or something? Mm-hmm. And uh, went, pitch, went went pitch for pitch with future Hall of Famer Jack Morris. Terry Pendon hit a double into left center field gap. There's a guy on second, Lonnie Smith. I think it was the eighth inning. Yeah, the eighth inning. And so Lonnie Smith loses the ball in the lights. He hesitates, and instead of scoring on the double, it only gets the third. The uh, the next play I think was a a double play to end the inning. The Braves would have taken the lead, and then. Probably would have won the World Series at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they lost in like 13 innings or something, and it was the beginning of not the beginning of the Atlanta sports curse, but for me in my lifetime, it was.
1: So it seems like a lost opportunity.
0: A huge lost opportunity. Kind of could have been a World Series championship because the Braves in the next inning shut down the Twins, uh, the, the Twins offense. So had they scored a run and the same events happened when the Braves were pitching, they would have won the championship. Okay.
1: I think you want to go for this one with a New World-style, real big California Cabernet. It's going to be delicious. It is going to get you real drunk. And I think that might be the goal for this situation, where you feel like you had so many hopes and dreams. Right. And in that one moment, they were gone.
0: Gosh, so many depressing wines. I like it.
1: I mean, cab can go either way, but for this situation, I think that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Uh, I'm th- I, th- I think these, these are all very specific and uh, moments and either huge glory or massive disappointment. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking something a little more casual. Okay. okay. Um, thinking like a Hawks win on like November 8th, 2004 or something like that? I was going to go, yeah, I was going to go Hawks, but I was going to go like, um, we're talking like maybe a December game, so the season's not fully... Uh, I mean, maybe a quarter of the way through the season at this point or something like that. Hawks have been down pretty big the entire game. And um, with about four seconds left, Kyle Korver drills a three from the corner. Um, Other team chucks one down the court, and they do not convert on the uh, three-pointer to win the game. And Graham and I high-five in Phillips Arena at this point. And we say that that was fair, mm-hmm. and then we leave the arena.
1: All right, and this is a, <laughs> was this a weeknight? Uh, a weeknight?
0: this is like a Thursday night,
1: okay? Okay, Thursday night, I think you're G-d- looking it. at a uh, a GSM from the Rhone Valley in France, a Grenache Syrah Mourvedre blend. It's delightful, it's a light kind of bodied red wine, not going to be super high alcohol if you have to go to work the next day. Mm. I think that's the kind of weeknight. Wow. You know, kind of moderate wine that you're A
0: for. little celebration.
1: A little bit of a celebration. It's kind of special. It's not an everyday wine. It's not something you'd usually just pick off the shelf. Okay. But it's uh, it's going to be worth your while. It's going to be a decent price point.
0: Nice. Okay. I got one. It was a uh, 2004 NFC Championship game, I believe. Yeah. Four. Uh, where the Falcons played the Eagles, at Philly, we got our brains just beat in. We lost by, like, 20 points. The game was mm. semi-in-reach until about the third quarter, and then it was just completely out of reach. I mean, they, we were down, like, 7 to 10 points the whole game until the end. Um, so you kind of have hope, mm-hmm. but not really because you know the other team so much better than you are.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Good. And you could have, if you won the game, you go to the Super Bowl. But
1: Right. Yeah. So if you, if you won the game, it would have been a cause for major celebration, but losing is not... As heartbreaking as Atlanta sports losses
0: right. that we've seen yeah. since then. It was just a it was a slow <laughs> twist of the knife.
1: Okay, okay. I'd say uh, you do want to go with something probably moderate to high alcohol in that situation, but something that you're going to enjoy. I'd, I'd recommend a, a good Shiraz from mm. Australia. Same thing as Syrah. Most people don't. Think they're the same grape, but they actually are. They just call it Shiraz in Australia. Shiraz. A little more. Yeah, it's a little. kind of southern. It's Australian. A little better 20. with the Aussie accent. The Shiraz.
0: You got it. Shiraz. That's, Shiraz. A, that's it's not. It's gonna it. be a little spicy.
1: <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a little spicy. It's gonna burn a little bit. Okay. But it's it's gonna feel good. Yeah.
2: Sounds like we'll need a few bottles of that Thanksgiving night. Yeah, that's actually the perfect wine.
1: Mmm. Yeah, well, you don't want to drink it with Thanksgiving dinner. That's not a great pairing with turkey. But you
2: said, <laughs> go the Pinot Noir. You, you, said you don't expect the Falcons to win, mm-hmm. but they keep it kind of close. And then they but not too anyway. close.
1: Yeah, you know, you could go Pinot Noir for that situation as well, which also will pair nicely with your Thanksgiving feast. Pinot Noir is a very difficult grape to grow.
2: So you're saying... So you you're don't saying,
1: expect it to be successful, but when it is, it's very good.
2: Hmm. So you're saying it's not all about the game situation.
1: Well, you got to take into account what you're eating with the wine. Like, if you had told me you were eating chicken wings while watching one of these games, I may have changed my opinion. Got it.
0: So here's another specific one for me. Um, 2018 NLDS Game 3. You're at the... This year. Yes. You're at the stadium. It's the... I don't know what you're talking about. I Is it the second this, inning? No, I think it was the third. Third inning? Something like that. It's the third inning. You're in the middle of a fresh beer run. mm mm-hmm. um, And then all of it... Oh, no, 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 no. I apologize. It's the... It's Freddy's. Oh, you're talking about Freddy's. Run. Fifth, I thought you were talking about mm, Acuna. Yeah. it fifth inning? I think it's the sixth. I can't remember. Sixth inning. Yeah. So Braves had been up big after the classic Acuna Grand Slam... And then the Dodgers came back to tie it up, and then we're just like, damn it, in another troll trudge of a game. And then you're getting a fresh beer. You're in the mood for something hoppy, though. I was I was going for a hop executioner. Okay. okay. And then you just hear the crowd erupt. Freddie Freeman hit a home run to put us ahead. You chest bump a stranger uh-huh. and then hug him. Uh-huh. And then instead of ordering the hop executioner, what do you order?
1: I'm going to go with a sparkling wine of Pinot Noir. It's one of my personal favorites for celebratory occasions. It is crisp and dry, so if you're looking for something hoppy, it kind of has a few of the similar aspects. Very acidic, fairly acidic, so it kind of gives you that tang on your tongue that you're looking for with a a hoppy beer. And it's really just a a great celebration wine overall. Delicious, refreshing. Mm -hmm. It tastes special. It tastes like something you want to have every
0: day. Nice. I think that's something you want to have every day. What are the odds that they sell it from the beer vendor, though?
1: Uh, it's probably unlikely, yeah. You know,
0: in this day and age, we can get a haircut at the stadium?
1: No, if you're no. buying wine from the beer vendor at the stadium, I may not be able to help you there. It's mm. probably not going to be the best selection.
0: Uh, best <laughs> moment in Atlanta sports history is obviously the 95 World Series um, the Braves had were the ultimate form of uh, blue balls when it comes to sport, sports teams, uh, lost the 91 World Series, 92 World Series got to the playoffs in 93, couldn't get the job done 94, there was a strike so 95, it's like, for the love of god, come on win the fucker um, so, they pretty much dominated the series it was 3-2, to Tom Glavin pitches a one-hitter through I think 8 innings, and then um, it's one to nothing. And you're at home, and you're about to clinch. And then... Give David Justice some credit. David Justice hit a solo home run to get the Braves 1-0 lead. And then it's the ninth inning, and you win it. And it's pure ecstasy with unbridled beauty. Rookie Chipper Jones. Rookie Chipper Jones wins wins the World Series. Atlanta wins its first championship at that point in 30... Ish years of uh, professional sports existence.
1: Okay, I think the words. What did you say? Unbridled. Yes. Ecstasy. Yes. Pure vintage. Something along mm-hmm. those lines. Right. <laughs> I think you're gonna want to go with a vintage Burgundy. Okay. Burgundy, some of the most expensive wine that you can buy from the Burgundy region of France. It is the red wines, Pinot Noir, basically, but it's made out of Pinot Noir grapes, and it's just very delicious and nothing you've ever tasted. Subtle, but complex at the same time. I think that's really going to be a good wine for that occasion. If you want to go more celebratory, you could go with a vintage champagne, which is also delicious and a little, you know, festive, I'd say. I think you're really going to want to go with a vintage burgundy. You're going to pay a couple grand for a bottle, but...
0: Oof. I think think it's worth it for a championship.
2: it's this Sunday... The Falcons are 4-7. and seven. The United win their first conference championship playoff game. one to nothing. Last second goal. You're super pumped up, but you don't really understand how the two-game playoff... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, for this occasion, I actually think I have the wine on hand that we would drink at that time. It's a... You know, I'd it's say it's, it's a great wine, but it's it's more new age. It's a... American Pinot Noir. Mm. So, Burgundy's, the classic Pinot Noir region in the world, and then California, Oregon, Washington, making some pretty good Pinot Noir lately, especially Oregon. So I'd maybe go with a a real good Oregon Pinot from the Willamette Valley. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They can be kind of moderately expensive in price point, but very delicious, a little surprising, much like Atlanta's Affinity for their new soccer team. And I think that
0: would be a good uh, good pairing for a United win. Very sure. It's got to be kind of excited about the United game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to drinking <laughs> that if yeah. they win. Keep in mind, <laughs> we still don't know how the two game series works. Not at all. But I'm a little little more uh, interested. Yeah. Intrigued. Yeah. Um, last one for me. I don't know if you have any other ones. Okay. Last one for me is a pairing of two of the worst moments in Atlanta Sports history. Perfect, Graham. <laughs> the uh, game four of the 96 World Series. We had started the series against the Yankees. We're defending World Series champions.
2: Defending World Series champions,
0: been in for
2: the last five World Series.
0: All right, yeah. We were supposed to be the team of the 90s. We were at that point. And we were up two games to nothing. We had beaten the Yankees handily at their stadium, Yankee Stadium, in '96. Coming home to Turner Andrew Field.
2: Andrew Jones, two home runs and, first
0: two World Series at-bats. Yes, the which was excellent. Um, we come home, we lose the first, uh, we lose game three. And it's like, all right, it's all right. Game four, we're up like 6 nothing. and true, in true to Atlanta fashion, we blow the lead. Tom, we we're coming home
2: with Hall of Famer, Tom Glevin, to pitching game three. Yes, we lost we that game. Two games to nothing. We
0: lost that game. I think Denny Nagel pitched game four. Um, I was there, and... We were up 6 to nothing at one point. It's like the 6th or 7th inning. We're like, oh my God, we're going to win this. We'll go up 3-1. It's pretty much series over at that point. Instead, we decided to put in Mark Wohlers. He gives up a, what, a two or three run homer, run homer to Jim Liritz. That ties the game and forces extra innings. Eventually, we lose the game. And uh, so we went from, could have had a 3-1 lead to now it's 2-2. And then the Yankees run away with the World Series and win it. Mm-hmm. The other scenario I will pair this with, Sorry, I just, if I could add another footnote, I think the Yankees won 13 World Series games in a row after that. That's swell, and I'm sure that also included beating us in '99, yeah, as well when they swept us. But so I'll pair this with with uh, the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots.
1: Mm-hmm. I knew this one was
0: coming. Um, another big lead, waiting to recap that one. Everyone knows that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. But the situation is very similar. Yeah. another big lead yeah. you're up huge there's no way you can possibly blow this and <laughs> no, do. No, no need to the, the, the Super Bowl was the worst loss to me because it was actually like at least with the Braves it's like you still had a chance but it's still very much the same it's like the death knell mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. holy shit if there's two moments that stick out to me more than anything it's like the worst Atlanta's worst moments it's those two moments
1: okay uh, not to discourage you from trying this particular wine but I'm gonna go Blau Frankish. Blaufränkisch well, frankish is an Austrian red wine. You might be making a face like Adam right now, like, what the hell is Blaufränkisch?" frankish It has been compared to, compared to... It's been compared to Gamay, which is a, a French wine that has some acclaim, depending on how it's made. And it's kind of a medium-bodied, medium-moderate alcohol, red wine. It's a little bit spicy, a little bit fruity. But mostly, it's just very unexpected. Most people don't know what Blau Frankish is. Mm. They don't see it coming. You know, they mm. might think, I'm feeling good here, I'm feeling like a, you know, well known California cabernet, like the Braves are gonna run away with this series and then mm. and then they just they just blow it and you gotta have some Blau Frankish. Also the name just kinda sounds sad. Yeah. You know, the German language is so, kind of harsh. So, like it, so it sounds like this
0: <laughs> this wine yeah. in particular makes you happy and then sort of yeah. Yeah. It'll uh. It'll
1: kind of you know it's moderate alcohol so up front you're gonna it's it's delicious I recommend yeah. it but it's it's gonna kind of hit you with that spice and the tannin and then That's at the end of the night, night you might just be kind of feeling a little low. Wow.
2: So you're telling us when we drink this wine we'll feel like something between the Jim Laird's home run and the world's in the Super Bowl. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah
0: those are dark days indeed yeah appreciate the segment though I feel like uh, classed it up a little yeah, bit for us a whole yeah. lot I mean, that's the, the most knowledge that's ever been dropped in the history of, uh, of, of <laughs> uh, in, in the show I think honestly but yeah I mean, overall I was, I was blown away by that every single wine you selected was perfect for the scenario we described
1: oh it's a good it's a good time thanks for having me on
0: absolutely um Mark and Andre, any any final words? Uh, I
2: was wondering if we're going to have a Hawks segment. I see they're 3 and 13, but don't have any other time. 3 and 14 on them. now. They just lost to the
0: Clippers by double digits tonight. Mm. Got outscored 38 23 in the fourth oh, quarter. Game oh. they were winning. At least Trey Young bounced back. Very nice game. Trae, yeah, Trey Young had uh, 17 assists. Did she said Hawkins has. Yeah, she's been uh, hating on the Atlanta Sports League. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to let it slide. <laughs> Seems like it
2: covers the Hawks. No. 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 You're not big United game on Sunday?
0: Oh, is it this Sunday? It is. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, we'll watch it. Yeah, that's about all we have to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> we'll
1: pair it with a new age wine.
2: Uh, just, we already covered the Braves and Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not that. happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Kurt Suzuki. Suzuki Kurt yeah. Suzuki was signed by the Nationals today to a two year deal. So he's officially off the Braves. I wonder why the Braves picked... Oh, the catcher. Yeah, picked Flowers over Suzuki. Suzuki had a much better season than Flowers, I thought. But that's not our decision to make. Yeah. Uh, was he more expensive? Not that much. He is making more money than Flowers. And maybe he had a better uh, rapport with the you know, yeah, pitching had, staff. Yeah, they always talk about Flowers and his yeah. relationship with the pitchers my, and all that. My question is, what does that mean for... The other catching position? Are they going to go for real Muto? Are they going to sell for someone like Brian McCann? Not Brian McCann. I, I mean, I know I know they want more of a full time catcher, and they don't want to do the platoon thing again. Okay, so maybe the real Muto thing is legitimate. Then we'll see.
2: I'm not on here full time, so we'll run the brave segment. I,
0: please do not bring Kimberl back. Yeah, if he wants that much money, no chance. That's not happening. Regard,
2: he's past his prime. He was a great guy. Wish we had him in his prime. Hmm. Can't even be trusted with the ball with the World Series on the line.
0: That was shocking. Don't bring him home. He, uh, you know, Chris Sale comes out of the bullpen as opposed to Kimbrell. You know, no, I mean, it makes sense. Great move on
2: the. Kimbrell had too much Atlanta That's in him some to good be management trusted thing. with the
0: World Series on the line. No, no, no. I mean, like, he, he didn't have a great World Series either, so it's like, it made sense. It's still just though you're expecting Kimbrell to come out the door.
1: Great decision by Alan Ford.
0: No. Well, on that depressing note, I think that wraps up today's episode. of oh, What yeah. Over under how many weeks until we have a uh, light, just like fun show again and not just straight depression? I'd say at least... till spring training? I put it at five and a half. Weeks or months? I can't remember what I said. Shows. <laughs> Shows. <laughs> you said weeks. <laughs>
1: so, yes,
0: yeah, so five and a half weeks. Okay. That's what I'll put it at. What do you think, Adam? The hell's going to happen in five and a half weeks that we'll be happy about? Maybe the Braves make a, a signing. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's going to be whenever December the Braves make meetings. a so yeah. After
2: Thursday, you'll have one more depressing episode
0: about the Falcons, and then you won't right. really care. Right. Right. But we'll just plow through some United coverage. Right. We'll be like, they won! <laughs> they lost. They won the MLS Cup and be like.
2: I mean, if they yeah. win, it's just going to
0: be me arguing that it's not a real championship. Right. And we can't count this as an Atlanta championship. You're what really are your thoughts thinking, on this? You're really marketing. responding to the feedback of your users here, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till that happens. Sure. All right, Graham. <laughs> you interrupted me, so I mean, do you have anything else to say? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You just look so sad. I am sad. <laughs> it's life in Atlanta Sports Fan. i thinking about the Falcons. This poor guy over here in his Hawks shirt and his <laughs> <Good>. Falcons hat. <laughs>
2: Tomorrow starts today, damn
0: it. <laughs> I'm adorned in the.
1: Turns out, not so much.
0: In the attire of losers, but I love them. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer. Fuck me. <laughs> 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 Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, stay in brotherhood and remain true to Atlanta. Austin Thomas.
1: Cheers.
0: I can't tell if you're drunk or just tired.